Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the One Hope Church Podcast. This season is entitled, Why Did Pat Pick That? Pat Lelvis, a missionary teacher and amazing sister in Christ, was asked by our pastor, Pastor Peter Chernis, to provide supplemental readings to go along with our Romans study this fall on during our sermon series on Sundays. And then a few weeks before we started that series, she quietly passed away after a life well-lived. We know that she is with Jesus in heaven right now, and there is much rejoicing. So this series honors her life, uh, but it is focused on God's word and uh, looking at the scriptures and, and trying to figure out why, why did she pick these to go with our Roman study. Today's text is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. And uh, by the way, I'm Tyreen Martinson. I am sitting outside of my deck and it is raining. So if you hear that in the background, that's what that's about. So again, our text today is 2 Corinthians Chapter 7, verses 8 through 10, I'm going to read it to you. For even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see my letter grieved you, though only for a little while. As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. There is worldly grief produces death. Sorry, there's supposed to be whereas worldly grief produces death. I wrote the verses in my journal and my handwriting is terrible. (laughs) I can't always even read it. So I want us to back up and look at that last verse, verse 10. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. So in godly grief or sorrow, we are able to choose God, to repent. It drives us towards repentance, and that repentance gives us salvation without regret. Now, there's a reason I'm really focusing on that part about without regret, because I spent decades of my life repenting and then still regretting. I repented and then still carried around my shame. And in a way, even though I was repenting, I was holding on to my grief and sorrow in a worldly way. And that worldly way only produces death. And I I think I can attest to that. I think a lot of my stress, a lot of my illness in my life, a lot of those things I can look at and go, yeah, that's partly because I carried around shame and regret when God never even intended for me to do that. Repentance and salvation through Christ brings us joy and peace. I even have a verse about that. It's Psalm 51, verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So even though 
we are studying Romans, and the first two chapters are heavy scriptures with lists of sins, pronounce of judgment for all who judge others. I think we need to be careful that we don't just stay there and wallow in shame and flog ourselves with regret, whether we do that in our minds or out loud. There is no call for that. If we repent and we go to God with our sins, let it go. God grants his salvation and peace. And, and to, to spurn that peace, to, to repent, accept salvation, and then say, oh no, I'm going to hang on to this, my shame a little while longer, that's essentially like telling God that his forgiveness is not good enough. It is uh, self-seeking and, and puts, it's like we're puffing ourselves up and putting ourselves above God. And we're saying that Jesus Christ's death on the cross did not matter. And I know how tempting that is because I have experienced an extremely negative thought life, often on my whole life. Again, I have definitely given myself grief and worldly sorrow and shame that I've heaped upon my own head. And that's not godly. That is not biblical. That is not what God wants for us at all. So if you're like me and you have that negative self-talk going on, that's not Jesus. That is not God. That is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the spirit of guilt as I was actually taught by a pastor once in a joking kind of way. The Holy Spirit is not the spirit of guilt. <laughs> if we are convicted and called to repentance, then be thankful and rejoice because that repentance can lead us to salvation, which leads us to joy and peace, not further regret and shame. So that's my big... <laughs> thing that I fall on when I read these scriptures, but it's also something I learned in a class that Pelt Belvis taught called Living Forgiven. She talked about how we can be self-seeking by clinging onto our guilt after we've repented. And I was deeply moved by that, and I had to really think about it a long time. I had to search through scriptures, and again, it's still something I've struggled with. I have to ask God daily and sometimes many times a day to help me remember that his grace is so amazing and awesome. His love brings peace and joy. And if there's something else going on in my head, if I'm self-shaming, that's not God. <laughs> and that's, that's a big, big thing. So I don't want to land today's reading on the, the lists of stuff in Romans 1 and 2. I want us to look at the fact that uh, godly repentance brings salvation, and salvation is joyful. And as we see in Romans 8.1, yes, I'm skipping way ahead, Pastor Peter. Romans 8.1, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we should not be condemning ourselves or anyone else. It's, it's hard, but God is the only judge. We are not. And when we accept his forgiveness, we truly accept it. We have peace. So the question is, how do we stay in Christ? It's a battle of faith and mind and, and trusting in God's love. And so I have to admit that 
that's hard for me. <laughs> Obviously, as I, I mentioned, I have to kind of go to Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So a few years ago, I went through a really downtime, and I don't want to get into all the background of that, but I realized that I needed to seek beauty every day. And so I started taking pictures on my phone every day of something I thought was beautiful, whether it was a beautiful flower or the way the tree branches kind of fell in this arch pattern near my deck or the sound of rain outside, the perfect way a raindrop shimmers in on a cloudy day, I started taking those pictures to remind me that God is good and that when I trust him, I can see the beauty in life. So as we all know, we're going through a tough time right now with, uh, in the world. We usually are going through a tough time in the world every day. Um, somewhere in the world, there is always trouble. Uh, currently, we have wars going on in uh, the Ukraine and in Israel. And so um, I'd like to pray a little bit about all of that as we, as we close. Because as Romans 12, 12 says, persevere in prayer. Lord, we ask for peace for all nations for children, for innocents, for all who have been harmed, for power, revenge, or gain. Lord, we pray specifically for the places that are at war right now, and for those who suffer in refugee camps, abusive homes, and on the streets. But we also pray, Lord, for those who make war, who are the enemies of peace. We pray that you, in your love and grace and strength, would enter into their minds and hearts in a way that trans transforms them in, in a way that we don't understand. We ask for your justice to be done, but we also ask for them, the people who do such terrible things, to understand your love and in that come to repentance in you um, so that they may want to be ambassadors of peace, Lord, as you ask us to be. Lord, we pray for your grace and mercy. Lord, we cry out to you from the depths of our pain. And Lord, we ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit so that our words and actions may reflect your love and grace and strength. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.